Comedy sound wave. It's the Comedy sound wave. Hey, you listen to another hilarious episode of Comedy Soundwave. I'm Mr. Derek Magnuson, and here's my co-host, Will McGuire. Hey, gang. Hey, Will, how's it going? Oh, you know, just another beautiful day in Trump's America. Yeah. Yep. Good old USA. It's still here. For now. For now. Yeah. Well, until then, we could help uh, escape that with some improv. Probably a good idea. Like uh, this uh, Saturday at Piano Fight on uh, February 4th, it's the return of the goddamn jam. Mm, the return. Yeah, they've been gone. They're just the first episode, the first show of the year. In a new for format, with new cast. Uh, allegedly, yes. I'll believe it when I see it. And then on uh, February 13th, that's a Monday, there's uh, In Character, 7 p.m. at Stageworks. It's a wonderful show where characters, uh, well, you do, people do improv as characters? Something like the characters that. are doing improv? Yeah, something along those lines. Go yeah. check it out for yourself. And then, Will, there's also something happening on the 13th as well at Piano Fight. There's a stand-up and improv. Oh, yeah. This is a new show that's being produced by a couple stand-ups, uh, and they're going to be doing sets. And in between their sets, I guess, the uh, famed uh, improvisational comedy troupe Charmers Market will be interpreting their uh, stand-up Ooh. into improv scenes of some sort. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting format. I suggest you check it out at 8 p.m. February 13th at Piano Fight. And then stay over for 24 hours straight and catch... SF Bar Prov that's on right. Valentine's Day if you don't have anything else to do that particular day. Yeah, and that's at 7.30 on a Tuesday. Free show. Free show. Come on down. Bring your sweetheart. And then the following day, just stay another 24 hours. Yep. Don't ever leave Piano Fight. <laughs> We've got on February 15th, it's Real Live Comedians at 9 p.m. Also at Piano Fight. Well, wow. I know where I'll be for 72 hours straight. So much Imya. So just stay here at Piano Fight. It might be safe here in Trump's America. Hopefully. Well, it's quite a lot of improv and comedy, Will. With a lot of information. Yeah, well, I think uh, we're going to get even more information when we jump into the comedy sound wave. All right, let's do it. Whoa, Will. Well, here we are in the comedy sound wave again. We who, sure are. And who have we got today? We've got Tess Middlebrook. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're first happy to have you. First time? <laughs> yeah, first time on the show. First time, long time? Yep. First time here <laughs> doing stuff. <laughs> long time listener of the show, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've I've listened to all of your archived episodes. Thank I've, you. I actually love wow. them so much. I tried to print them out, but it didn't work out so much. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, it's audio. Damn, those <laughs> MP4s. You, did you no consider print. sitting at your computer and by hand transcribing each of the episodes I, I and really bringing those in i really did i you know i i used that um dragon software but sure. it didn't really read uh the mp3 so mm. it ended in sadness but that brings me here today well oh, no, fantastic there's no time like the present to <laughs> tackle the things on your 
to-do list. That's for sure. And our president's doing that so, so aggressively. (laughs) He has a serious to-do list. He does. He does. Uh, Presently. Do you think he brushes his teeth? Do you think that's on his to-do list? You know what? I think that flossing should be on his to-do list because I expect a little bit more of my president in general. But I'm going to say flossing, not on his to-do list either. I don't think so. I think his personal hygiene habits are probably just as deplorable as most of his supporters. Oh, I'm sure oh, his yeah, I'm yeah. sure his taint smells horrifying. <laughs> oh you know, like when I think of someone who's disgusting, uh, I immediately or if I see someone who's disgusting, sorry, on the street, like just visually un- unappetizing, the first thing I think is like how bad does that person's taint smell? <laughs> you go right for the taint. Oh, absolutely, because at the end of the day, when you're a woman, like if you think about being in a relationship with a guy, <laughs> that's ultimately a place where you're going to have to be near. Spend some time down there. Yeah. In that region. That that is the absolute so golden fear. So when the golden fear. <laughs> that so is. So, so when men, you're assessing a homeless man on the street as, you know, as a possible partner, you're kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're That's the first thing I'm thinking and about. And then that usually knocks him out of contention. Totally. But only that. But only else. if I'm starting at the homeless. Usually I start with the guy at Starbucks. I see. You know. I see. And then depending on the day goes, I'll end up, you know. Going after those guys who don't have a home. Sure. Well, you must enjoy uh, San Francisco, your new found home, Tess. Yes. New resident of San Francisco. Yes, I am. I actually live in the South Bay. Well, we won't hold that against you. uh, (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. After all, this is a San Francisco Bay Area improv podcast. That's right. We often forget to mention that. Yes, that is correct. There's a knock on the door. A wrapping upon our chamber door. I forgot to tell you, Tess. Oh, hello there. It's I, Peter Jennings. Wow. Peter Peter Jennings? Famed ABC broadcaster Peter Jennings? Thank you for that, because I needed that plug. I wasn't sure. (laughs) Is is this where you buy the organic kale in San Francisco? Well, well, there there is a market around the around the corner. We're happy to show it to you, Mr. Jennings. I have a I have a degree in organic farming, and I can verify. I have a hydroponic uh, farm in the back. Hydroponic farms in America are a very crucial talking point when you're addressing agriculture in the 21st century. I used to tell Loris Leishman. Did you want to buy a large kale bundle or a small kale? Well, I, I, sir, it's right in front of you. You don't, you don't see the piles of kale on the left side of the market wall where the well, fluorescent yeah. lights are and the little man All right, let me who I'm, who's my way. husband. Is this where you buy the organically grown herbs? Oh, I see, in Mr. Jennings. Uh, well, you know, as Dan Rather told me once. <laughs> he did, did he? He said, when you go to San Francisco, look for the girl with the flower in her hair. You know, Mr. Jennings, I'm not going to lie. I am a little flattered because I'm also, I also partake. And I am a little starstruck by you. So we do have herb if you would like to uh, toke a bong in the back of the store. Don't pay any mind to my husband sleeping on a chair. He he, he falls off sometimes. Comedy Soundwave listeners should note we're uh, recording in the back of an organic market today due to you know budget constraints uh, uh yeah we have well you know we gotta cut some corners oh mr jennings you're touching me so softly I mr jennings we're gonna have to ask you to keep your hands to when yourself I met manuel noriega he told me one thing he said peter 
Sometimes you just gotta go for what you know is good. Oh, wow. wow. Wise Ooh. words from a he almost said socialist right, dictator. But I knew, he knew that was a bridge too far. He knew he was wrong. Oh, Mr. Jennings, you have so many wonderful stories about the travels and places you've been. Please, pray tell. Tell me a story about growing up with a silver spoon. I never had that. Growing up in Iowa like I did. <laughs> I remember winters were as cold as ice on a windowsill on a winter morning. Evocative simile there. Mr. Jennings, his golden Potatoes. tongue that he's known for. Potatoes in the heartland are what made America great in the 1870s. Oh, it sounds like a passage from The greatest generation was merely, merely copying the potato generation, which no one talks about, but you can read about in my new book. Oh, yes. Which I happen to have five copies of Thank here. you. Oh, what wow. is the name? And please tell me, do potatoes migrate, as That's they a, say they do, nice in the cover. fields, migrating potatoes? Ooh. I'm not a botanist. <laughs> there are limits to even the great Peter Jennings yes. powers, but thank you so much for uh, taking advantage of the open door policy here at Comedy Soundwave. Uh, we welcome all visitors. And Oh, Mr. Jennings, don't touch me there. My husband will wake up. <laughs> Mr. Jennings. <laughs> what? This is oh. not the uh, type is of behavior Peter, you... Is that Peter Jennings over there? Yes, yeah. it's renowned Pulitzer Prize winning Peter Jennings. Yeah, Randy, Randy. Can you believe it? He wants to He wants to buy our kale. Wink, wink. <laughs> what? He does finally. What was I thinking opening up a kale shop in this... Cut podcast studio. Finally, you've I, been waiting for him. You've never told me this before. I, th I thought I was the one who loved Peter Jennings. What is this? Finally, you've well, been we've been sitting on a corner waiting for Mr. Jennings. What about me, Randy? Well, what about me? Well, it's my sweet. It came to me in a dream. Well, shit. I don't want to interrupt, but you look nothing like your grinder profile. <laughs> This well, podcast it's been, it's been quickly going off the rails with Peter thanks to Peter Jennings' <laughs> unannounced arrival. Grinder, what is Grinder? Should I choose to know or oh, choose not to know? You don't have to worry about that, dear. Oh, please, uh, if you want any information, I always you know just turn on the news and and seek it from trusted anchors like Stone Phillips and John Muir. John Muir. David Muir, actually. John Muir is David Muir's cousin, right? And he's an asshole. How do we edit? Uh, it's very difficult. Very difficult. Uh, it's a live <laughs> podcast, as our lis <laughs> listeners know. I believe well, this man is in charge of editing. Uh, well, Derek's still here. We should also. have a safe word that we, we say all, all at the same time. Here's the safe word. We're going to take a commercial break. I think that's a, that's a sound and standard policy. All right. So whenever... I love you, Randy. Goodbye. I love you too, my sweet... <laughs> Goodbye. I love Peter more. Well, I guess it is time to go to a commercial break. And we'll be right back with more Commodity Soundwave. Oh, I thought we were already there. <laughs> hey, wait, people, don't go anywhere. Don't you dare go anywhere. Down at Kowalski's, you can get a sack of vegetables and maybe a couple of corn-based goods for a fair price. All organically grown within a podcast studio in your neighborhood. Always when you need them. Down at Kowalski's, we honor competitors' coupons. Unless it's from Jervis's market. Fuck Jervis! Yeah. We've always... Jervis! 
We've always hated Jervis. One time, Mr. Jervis made an indecent pass at my wife. Other than that, he's a pretty cool guy, but I can't let that one go. You can't let it go. One time, Jervis tried to take over my family's superstore. Never let that one go. Down at Kowalski's old habits die hard. One time Jervis stole my mother's recipe and gave it to my other neighbor across the street. Never forgive Jervis. Uh, oh yeah, do I, do I, do I. Kowalski's. Never let you down. Freshest organic produce you can possibly get within a one mile radius. Uh, One time Jervis cut off my arm. It hurt so bad I had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> and the doctor said we're fresh out of bionic limbs. <laughs> Kowalski's. Never let you down, not ever. I'm in advertising, you know my name is Rick, and I am really groovy, cause I am not a brick. I sit up and sell you stuff, stuff that you don't need, because I have one motivation, and that's massive greed. Got to pay your taxes to the government, because you know each dollar is so very well spent. You have got to pay them, but here's a little switch, I never pay my taxes, because I am so rich. Hey cats and kittens, it's Greg Proops, and you're digging comedy Soundwave with Derek all day long. Oh, hey! Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Comedy Soundwave. Derek was just uh, token up in the background. You'll have to excuse his voice there. Yeah, if you'd excuse me. We have a we have a don't ask, don't tell drug policy here on uh, Comedy Soundwave. I was token on the back. Yeah, I didn't ask that. Oh. Just don't tell me that. Nice. That's how it works. Toking is fun. Always makes you feel better when you're alone. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's the friend that keeps on giving. It really is. Yeah. Unless no. you get older and it makes you kind of paranoid. I don't what know. are your thoughts on this, Peter Jennings? Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking this was pretty dank. <gasps> Stuff. <gasps> I know, right, Peter? Oh. Peter, what have you been doing since your retirement? Well, I've been doing a lot of rowboating. <laughs> rowboating? In in the bay, or do you have a private pond? Sorry, this is Natalie Wood. Oh, well, so sorry. <laughs> uh, I, heard, I heard. Welcome back, Natalie Wood. Thank you. Sorry, I was in the bathroom for so long. I heard Peter was going to be here, and I about wet my pants. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure of many things, but aren't you dead? <laughs> oh well, um, Peter Jennings. Is that the, the way? You, is that the way you talk to a lady? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's no just because I don't have a heart meat doesn't mean I can't feel anything anymore. We do allow ghosts on the podcast. We've had ghosts before. We'll have ghosts again. Well, we won't abide by any ghost bans. Well, I was with Nancy yeah. Reagan in 1981 when she held a séance at the White House, <laughs> trying to contact the spirit of Ed Grimley, a character that hadn't been invented yet, on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, I, I, I heard you two nights ago call to me in a dream. You were tossing and turning, and you said, "Natalie, Natalie, please come talk to me and 
show me how to take care of this new adopted cat. That's Mim- why I'm mittens. here. Mittens. Mittens. Well. Mittens. Peter, may I ask you a, maybe a con- what might be a controversial question? Uh, the world knows all too well about your dirty, dirty blood feud with Tom Brokaw. Is there any uh, truth to the rumors that you and he have patched things up? Tom Brokaw knows what he did. Tom Brokaw knows I'm not forgiving him. May God have mercy on Tom Brokaw's soul. Was it one of those, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore <laughs> kind of fights? Oh, like Network. Was it Was Why it like Network? I'll that just, movie that was set the quote. newscasting back 14 years. 14 years? But the fight bad. was about someone being mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. Eventually... Eventually, it got to that point, but it started over Kleenex, as so many great feuds between broadcasters do. So tell me what your problem is with Mittens, Peter. Mittens won't love me forever. Oh, yes. That's what I told myself about Joe DiMaggio. Oh, your famous uh, long-time love affair, short-term, short-time marriage to... Joe DiMaggio. Yes, that exactly that one. That one, the very same. Mm. And have you made peace with the the ghost of you, Joe DiMaggio? No, I haven't. When I'm alone in my ghost closet, mm-hmm. I watch reruns of baseball. I'm so sorry. That sounds more boring than watching regular baseball. Baseball is America's it great is. pastime sure. and has been since the greatest generation and the potato generation in the sure. 1870s, which you can read about in my new book, The Potato Generation, which I have four copies of. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for buying one earlier, sir. Oh, thank you so much, Mr. Jennings. love the hard copy, hardcover copy of this wonderful book you have here. You know, Peter, if you, if you want help with mittens, you, what you should do is you should cut up some raw potatoes and put it in her kitty litter. She'll always find it because the cats, they love to smell the potatoes. It reminds them of their mother's nipple milk. That's well documented. Well, of course, we all drink cat milk. We all know what it tastes like. Actually, uh, Mr. Jennings, if you care to enlighten me, I've never had the pleasure. Yeah, me too. I'm, I, I'm actually going to have to side with them. I, I, I don't know what cat milk tastes like either. Well, when I was in Nepal in the 70s, I got addicted. And it turns out that most liquor stores have it in the back. Huh. Most ne- Nepalese liquor stores or... Or only Nepalese liquor stores in the 70s. I, I could go into 7-Eleven right now and walk straight <laughs> really? in the back and say, where's your cat milk? And they will sell me a bottle of milk that they tell me from a cat. Is that, uh, is that right? Hmm. Are you sure they didn't just like Sharpie milk on the bottle and hand to you? I mean, cat milk... <laughs> I suppose it already says milk. Your <laughs> parallel universe sounds so fascinating, Peter. Please take me with you. Leave, l- l- don't leave me here in this ghost closet. <laughs> How do I get someone out of a ghost closet? Take me to the cat milk deli. Well, okay. you get, that's well, a real offer there, uh, uh, Peter. You know, you don't. I, you know, I've, I've, I've sold a book. I've made my purchase. I. I don't see why not. Let's go get some cat milk. All right. Well, you guys uh, enjoy. You know, please drive safely. Drink and drive safely. Oh, I'm so excited. I hope I don't have an allergy. 
<laughs> You'll soon find out. Because I do have a peanut allergy and a shellfish allergy, which Hollywood never documented. They didn't talk about it at all. Wow, do allergies uh, persist? Death? Do you still have them even after you die? I believe so, just like your ears keep growing and the really? hair on your my toes. Your ears are huge. It's yeah. so long. Oh, wow. Statue of Lenin's ears are now 18 feet wide. Wow. <laughs> Fun facts all around. Fun facts and statistics. Mm. Well, Derek, this has been illuminating, if nothing else. It certainly has, Will. Yeah. Wow, we're always connecting people here in the and podcast, it seems. And Tess is still here, also. We hey, forgot Tess. To mention. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. Sorry. You were real quiet there, getting so, stoned uh, in the back, I assume. I was. Yeah. I was. I was. Uh, There's a lot going on. There, there was. I, I, felt, um, I felt a warm presence. There was a presence, for sure. Yeah, hey and guys. then a lot of milk. Did I miss anything? Oh, hey, look, Dwayne's here, too. Hey. Oh, oh hi, I'm Tess. Nice, nice to meet you. Tess. Sorry. Ah, Dwayne. I didn't ah, see Dwayne you sitting McDaniel, there. friend of the show. Longtime friend of the show. Long, long time. I thought I was getting co-producer credit on this, guys. Uh, we'll get back to you on that. But how about, how about returning guest star? Okay. Okay. Returning well, guest star right. to Wayne McDaniel. This is very as long as we get all the money. Oh. Are you are you are you guys gonna plug my shows or? Um, oh, you have shows. Oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like so we've got. Uh, was, like, pretty sure we did that at the top, and yeah. probably Podcast. do it again later. But well, let's do one in the middle just for the hell of right it. Right now, okay, yeah. yeah. So because yeah, she asked uh, so nicely. Uh, we've got Why don't you do it? Let yeah, do it. yeah. Do you tell us? Test, yeah. tell the listeners where hey, they can get you this coming up soon. All you people out there who want to go see live comedy, uh, we have shows coming up this week and next week. I know I'm on a show the 13th at Stageworks and then on the 15th at Piano Fight. I'm doing a character uh, in character at Stageworks and then on the 15th I'm doing some stand-up. And you have a show as well, don't you? Oh, mm. I've got shows, sure. Which, aren't you on the same? Sure. Yeah, totally. One? No? <laughs> no? I'm just being difficult. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I'll pl- I'll, the people on the, of this show know where to find me. I'll plug my stuff at the end. We've got we've got a whole lot more show, Tess. We you, do? You tiring out on me already? No, I'm just... Uh, we want to we like I like dig deep into your process. <laughs> we want to find out your actor's pain. I browbeat. That's my process now. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, uh, you, uh, you're just a, a difficult interview. Is that <laughs> what you're saying, basically? So... I have a question. Oh yeah, hey Dwayne. Oh, yeah, we forgot up? you're here. What's up? Oh, um, so you studied at Groundlings? Yeah. Yeah. Who's who? Who's your favorite teacher down there? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'd say f- my favorite teacher is Jay Lay uh, and Guy Stevenson. Um, Guy Stevenson writes for Mad TV, and he is that still on. Uh, yeah, they just renewed it. Oh, uh, it's nice. on the second season. So. Yeah. I wonder what network that's on. I believe it's on um, the like a real CW. CW type show. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then who is the other one? Um, Jay Lay, and he he does a lot of like commercial acting, and then mm. he just like workshops and stuff. But mm, I'd say one of my most difficult teachers there um, was Karen Maruyama, and she was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? She was the first Japanese American woman to be on Whose Line Is It Anyway? And, oh. Wow. Um, have there been any subsequent Japanese American? No, <laughs> no. She, um, but she's so talented, and um, she was just such a great uh, teacher. Have there really. been other women on that show? Even I think there's been a couple. I think I don't know, maybe Rachel Dratch or something. But yeah. I, um, I don't. It's not you know, women in comedy. Um, I, I think they they've had less opportunities in the past, and 
you know, now they're having more. So there's just not has been not ha- there has not been as many women I- in comedy post, you know, 2000. I mean, pre 2000. Pre 2000. How can we how can we encourage more? Like, how could is there anything we think we could do from the outside to like other than like write them strongly worded letters and say, I'm not watching your show otherwise. Like yeah. I th- the media like that. Yeah. Like, well, I think it's honestly, it starts with the writing, um, mm, in, yeah. ho- in Hollywood. Like a lot of the stuff I go out for, um, when I'm in LA, um, it's all the, basically all the like really meaty stuff is given to men. Like, um, until recently there hasn't been a lot of women that ha- can have like, a character that is, um, you know, is multidimensional and is has a has a bottom. You know, they want female characters to be, you know, very kind of boxed in in a stereotypical way, like um, a secretary or uh, the crazy neighbor or um, you know, you know, the girl who's gonna kick your ass. But those girls who are gonna kick your ass and then like get you to fall in love with them at the same time and. Uh, and and also be very successful. Those kind of characters are given to uh, m- male parts. So I think more they're more so they're having like you know writers are writing women with with like just a lot of like depth and it's so much more fun to play a character like that. You know, it's kind of boring to play a secretary. Like I never get those parts because I'm not. You know, I I think my who I am in general is not. Um, it's not it, like I'm already kind of interesting just playing myself. So when I do act, I want to play a character that's like, you know, a character. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Instead of just, um, and that's, I'm not trying to discredit women who are great at playing the norm, uh, like just a normal person, but I don't want to play a normal person. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. And I honestly don't know that I've never thought of this before, but um, do you think that, there are more women in comedy because the medium has gotten so much broader that we've democratized it with things like YouTube and web series versus women being represented more equally, especially women of color and uh, other minorities in mainstream culture. I definitely think that um, social media and like platforms like YouTube and um, Vimeo uh, have helped women in comedy find a voice because they are able to, you know, invite the user or the viewer into their into their specific point of view. And that's all comedy is, right? What's your point of view? What do you find funny? Mm-hmm. Whenever I took, um, you know, when I, I um, uh, took sketch writing at UCB or um, when I was in, at the Groundlings taking um, uh, sketch writing, because that is a tip, it is a sketch writing program um, that, it you know you learned how to improvise there but ultimately you learn how to write sketch comedy f- and you know the goal is to be able to have a sketch packet that you can send to SNL or like mm-hmm. any comedy yeah. writer and get you know on their writing team like so that's all comedy is like what is your point of view what what do you think is funny and so if a person or woman specifically what we're talking about is at home and they don't know how to you know have a make create a platform for their point of view their comedic voice to be heard youtube and vimeo and you know roller and snapchat and vine all those things have given youth and women and like freaks a great platform for their point of view and they're like selling right now if i could ask just a quick question I'm, I'm a tech nerd but i still i don't know what roller is what is roller um roller is an application for um like 
anyone to use to like it's like a like a line from a movie so like any like famous line from a movie you can do and play with another person and then shoot that scene and like put it in the in that app's cloud what and people it? like it roller i've never heard of this yeah, yeah. So look into this app like that. learn something new every day yeah um, it's um i'm looking this up my friend I'm steph barkley is there like uh the face of roller i think because awesome. she has like a million followers on Vine and stuff, but like, Holy crap. yeah, she she actually used to be a um, costume designer for SNL. She did like um, set design for them, and so she's great. Like anytime we do a sketch show, it was amazing. Like we wrote this sketch about elves, and like her and her husband were just like all like props to the nines. They were like, okay, we're just gonna get her hot glue gun and like make an elf costume. I was like, oh my god, and she like she was doing that for a while and it turned out that she you know she'd watch a sketch and be like i could have done that better and so then mm -hmm. she started really delving into vine and stuff and i think that's a perfect example of a woman who took the bull by its horns and um now she's just sponsored by a, like everything so. oh wow cool. yeah. speaking of women in comedy what uh do you guys have opinion on uh katie rich's is situation oh, the this katie week? Witch did you see what about happened uh, no. the katie rich hunt if you will the uh, yeah. no she 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 is a writer for snl and she had a tweet this week or last week or whatever about uh kind of making fun of baron trump suggest donald's that? youngest kid suggesting that he might be the next the first ever homeschool shooter hoping that he would be and so she got suspended from snl like i assume without pay indefinitely yeah. indefinitely for this pay. insensitive tweet from a comedy writer for a show that always makes fun of donald trump That's every single week makes fun of donald trump in a very specific way and lauren monocle should be ashamed of himself um out of all of this, he really should like the this make no mistake Lauren Michael helped Donald Trump become president of the United States there's there's no no if ands or buts about that and we should all be boycotting SNL on those grounds alone if you actually care why do you say that I mean how did he help oh, how, they make how, fun of how, how nice can you handle like this person who is kind of a joke but at the same time horribly dangerous uh, you let him host your show and you poke gentle fun at him and then it's good for your ratings when you outrage him so you're playing to that crowd and that just helps his base. You guys say so you're saying he helped him indirectly by giving him a platform. Yeah, oh, absolutely. His, yeah. I mean, why, why wasn't Bernie Sanders hosted that show? I yeah, doubt he would do it. I doubt he would do right. it. Right. Well, like, why the like, only time how we, come Bernie Sanders wasn't the host of that show? Well, Bernie Sanders like the opposite of Donald Trump. The opposite of funny, also. <laughs> I actually no don't. sense of humor. I mean, in the sense that you know they're both kind of outsiders from either party, but one of them broke through and now is the head of the country anyway anyway um so katie rich back, back to katie, katie rich katie rich um final that's thoughts kind of the point is like that was bad for business and that's the only she got punished um also i do believe it's because she's a woman um like they were just mm. so unfair yeah i mean on weekend update they make jokes like that every all the time the guys they on openly that make sexual jokes and yeah, what if like the, michael the what if michael what if michael che had made that tweet yeah <laughs> And because she's not on the air, it doesn't like hurt the show visually, like you know. That's right. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's the writing. She's a writer. Yeah. Like, okay. That's, that's oh, I just can't. That's Real so stupid. It's crazy because like the writing is so um, like w when you're a writer, uh, I think you feel so much more a part of the show, but the viewer only sees the actors, and so many people are disillusioned by how connected the writers are to oh, yeah, what's definitely. happening. So yeah. I'm actually shocked that. 
because writers in the print production and the production world are just they're of even more value than actors so i'm really surprised that i wouldn't say even more value i'd say it's definitely equal mm-hmm. what about the subject matter of the joke do you think it's fair to go after trump's 10 year old kid you know what i i'm sorry but i sometimes i feel like there's no real Sorry, sorry, I was not talking into my microphone. It's the first time for me, guys. Um, I think that um, uh, there's nothing is off limits when it comes to comedy. Yeah, I don't think it should be. Who cares? I made an insensitive joke. Trump makes fun of people with disabilities. It seems like a fair, you know, tit for tat. Like Anthony Jeselnik, I think, said it best. Like, I don't know if you guys have listened to his album Shakespeare, Shakespeare, but he basically has this just kind of one his internal monologue in the middle of his set is anyone who is offended by comedy is fucking stupid and needs to leave basically yeah, like don't watch comedy then if you don't yeah. want to laugh at something exactly you know if you don't like me breastfeeding with my child leave like if that offends you then look the other way comedy's the same in the same yeah, boat for me totally agree, yeah. you know like even with the but i think like i think two days after the boston bombing i I forget like that one comedian said um um i heard the marathon was the bomb (laughs) like and that was messed up but at the same time i laughed because clever pun yeah that it was a clever pun you know but i laughed because that comic was trying to lighten something that was really fucking awful and Mm -hmm. sad that was happening and the point is is it was on his mind and that's why he was writing about it Mm -hmm. you know like shame comedians for the shit they don't say because you don't want to know there are school shooters so like suggesting that someone could be what is not inherently offensive and i think the joke is we want Trump and Melania to get killed because we hate them. That is, the I joke. think that's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, what by any means necessary? Like yeah. if it's their own weird son who has to do the do the deed. Yeah. If so just, be it. I just need someone to punch him in the face. The other thing that I noticed that like I don't know if anyone else has seen this, but <coughs> when you look at images of Baron, he's so fucking out to lunch. I mean, if Sasha and Malia looked like that, like yeah. he's looking around, his head is severely lodged in his ass. Um, I think the concern uh, like, is that he's wake. autistic. He's autistic. Oh, he is. Well, they, there's, oh, there's oh I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Do we? I, does, is that there's like a conspiracy theory right now of it, and it's actually pretty compelling if you look at. Um, his behavior definitely suggests it, like he's mentally the not there. Now, if he is not there, I feel bad for saying that. Is, um, well, that's uh, part of the Trump controversy. A times on the on the, on the trail, it talked about. A kid he knows who had a high fever and then like he was never quite the same. Ooh. Like there's two moments of that. I mean, and he's like um, coaxing the anti-vaxxers to talk, you know, to vote for him is what he's doing. But um, and but he tells it very convincingly. Like, I, 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 um, again, it's a very convincing conspiracy theory. But we don't know. He's a privileged white kid has a room bigger than any of our apartments and a mansion in New York. He has his own floor on Trump yeah. Tower that he lives um, with. So his like, maid. Yeah, I, I think we can kind of poke fun at that kid. That it was a mean yeah. joke, sure, but I think he's on. I think kids on limits. It's probably it's 2017. Yeah, and, and if he public. wasn't relevant, Good no call, one would yeah. give a shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, right. so be we it. We are uh, ra- rapidly running out of time. I like oh, so Sorry, we guys. might have to just uh, end the show right here. And you, uh, well, so we started Tess, late, but yeah, we started late. But Tess, <laughs> you've got a, people can find you on Instagram. And you've got a website. Yeah, I have a website. It's at tessmetalwork.com, and I wrote a show. Sweet. Yeah. You got a web series coming up? Yeah, I wrote a show. It's called um, Hilbert Gardens, and it's about a fame-hungry 
landscape designer who uh, is basically like Parks and Rec meets uh, Lisa Kudrow's The Comeback. So she's kind of up her own butt and also wants to help humanity. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Uh, and that's cool. at hilbertgardens.com and you can follow me at Tess Middlebrook for any weird updates on my life. That's Sweet. Cool. And how about you, Dwayne? Um, yeah. I'm in Good. the goddamn jam. Yeah. Greg. I'm still producing the SF Barprov. Yeah. Next yeah. show coming up on the 14th. Uh, Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day Love Fest. That's Actually, right. Actually, the only actual couple I know that does improv as a duo, we booked for that show, guys. That uh, Yes. Course is Euro Trash, a name that's just fun to say. <laughs> uh, and if you've never seen Euro Trash, they've just got back from the Hollywood Improv Festival. Um, they've been playing all over the world. They're pretty amazing. You can see them if you can. Uh, the 14th. Cool. Other good people in that bill, too. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, the goddamn jam Saturdays at 10. Sweet. 10 p.m. here at Piano Fight. All right. How about you, Will? I would just uh, plug the stand up and improv show the day before uh, Valentine's Day, the 13th at 8 p.m. with a bunch of stand ups, including Dan Lindley and uh, friends. Um, you can see my group, Charmers Market, interpret their uh, tales with through improv scenes. And then, as I say, just stay there for the next 72 hours and catch Barprov and uh, some other show as well right after that. We'll be spending the night, guys. Yeah, so bring we your sleeping bags. fully expect you guys to do the same. Yep. All right. If I could just remind everyone to buy my book, The Potato oh. Generation. Oh, thanks for coming. Thanks. I have Mr. Jennings. Left. Jennings. Thank you. Oh, I, I have your kitten mittens. And <laughs> Natalie Wood, uh, anything you'd like to plug? Ghost of Natalie Wood. Just um, that wonderful book by E.E. E. Cummings next to my bedside. I don't know if that man's still around, but uh, he sure had a great smile. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. All right. Well, Thanks fantastic. again to our listeners and all of our guests. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being, letting me be here. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And we'll catch you next time on Comedy Soundwave. Comedy Soundwave. Comedy Soundwave. Comedy Soundwave. Comedy Soundwave.